Hey kids, you're listening to Nothing in Moderation with Travis and Mike. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on this regularly scheduled dumpster fire. You can catch us on all the social medias under at Nothing in Mod Pod. So let's go ahead and get this hillbilly hog fight underway. Welcome to uh, Nothing in Moderation. Uh, I am Mike, here with my bestest buddy, Travis. That's me. That's him. Uh, we are coming to you from a, uh, a new setup. Uh, I'm standing. Travis is standing. We're trying to trying to try some new shit, so it might get a little weird. So if you guys notice anything different, just holler at us. We'll see if we can fix it. Yeah, if you hear any loud banging, it means one of us passed out from having our knees locked. That's also, <laughs> that's probably more likely, especially because of the, the week I've had. It'll be followed by hysterical laughter from the other person because we can actually see each other on screen. Yeah, we got to get you some more light in that room, though. That's a little weird. If I step out of the way, can you see the light? I can. I can. I was blinded by the light. Wrapped up like a deuce. No. Is that what he's... Are those the actual words? I don't believe those are the actual words. That's what's on the lyric sheet. I've just, I've just always thought it was ripped up like a douche for so long that I'm not willing to believe that it's anything else other than ripped up like a douche revved up maybe it's revved up like a deuce i think it's i think it actually is revved up like a deuce but i'm still gonna say ripped up like a douche every time i hear the song you know who could tell us the the answer to this off the top of their head but they never pretty much anybody that has the internet well no i I was thinking louie knows off the top of his head yeah yeah probably well real quick uh just want to welcome you guys uh make sure you are checking us out on all of our social media we are at nothing in mod pod anywhere you are on the socials we are on the facebook's like normal Instagram, Twitter, we are on the TikToks, even though we don't actually do anything on the TikToks yet. Um, we are we are everywhere you want to be. Um, if we're not somewhere, holler at us and we'll get there. We are also on Twitch, but we don't use that either. So I just figured I'd throw that in there, thinking of things we have and don't use. <laughs> we can we can um, live stream the video gameness. We can we can we can live stream, and I, I we we want to get to that point at some point. Um, you can also shoot us an email if you wanted to interact with us at all or have questions, comments, concerns. Uh, we are nothing in moderation pod at gmail.com. Uh, we do have some new stickers. They did come in. I forgot to send you a picture of them because I've had such a wild week. Uh, we, we got some new ones in that have our uh, at logo. Yay. I know there are a few of you that are waiting on them, and I was hoping these would come in before I sent them, so I will stuff those envelopes this week you you still haven't sent anything out from the last month that we've been saying you're going to send them out oh no 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 absolutely not why would i do that that's good business there you go so keep them wanting more absolutely they're like oh man who are these guys there's a one of the shows that we follow on twitter um they're we're doing a sticker swap so i gotta get some out to them too so that's cool yeah they uh they sent us they sent us the dms uh actually they sent us a dm back in like april uh and because we weren't following each other uh, I didn't see it, and it was in the request folder. And Twitter, you know, like Facebook does a pretty good job of saying, hey, you've got a message request from somebody that you're not friends with. Instagram also does a pretty good job of that. Fucking Twitter does a terrible job of it. Like, I sent the guy a message, and I was like, hey, Twitter sucks. I'm sorry, just seeing this. If you still wanted to swap, we're, you know, we're interested or whatever. 
and the guy he just said you know haha no problem and we you know we exchanged info so we'll uh we'll be we'll be doing that so we'll be putting those stickers up i'm thinking about doing them on my uh my new desktop just covering the whole desktop in in podcast stickers that'd be pretty cool or at least a portion of it maybe i don't know that i want to exchange stickers with that many podcasts because it's like a i I bought a six foot door for uh my desktop right so i know a lot of stickers a lot of cops used to trade uh what is it agency insignias like the so on ones and guys used to like get a stack of them from inventory and then when they traveled they'd swap them with local law enforcement agencies and shit and i always thought it was a, a kind of odd thing but i guess it was the whole brotherhood pride thing yeah, we uh, when I was I, I volunteered for the Red Cross for a lot of years, um, and one of the big things with Red Cross people is that they we they they have pins. Like each chapter of the Red Cross has a pin that they design every year um, or every couple of years or whatever kind of frequency they're on. Typically, they'll get them like before national convention. Like they'll have new pins for the year. And I've got a fucking folder just plumb full of pins from all around the world. Um, that's I haven't looked at in fucking forever. I actually need to try to find somebody that wants to buy them or something. <laughs> Are they actually worth anything? Do you think? Uh, to to Red Crossers, yeah, they're they're kind of like that Disney thing, like where I don't like Disney pins are a big thing with Disney Disney people. I don't have any value, place any value in Disney pins, but like Disney people, like there is huge value. You know, there are there's a couple pins in there that I know I paid fifty, sixty, seventy bucks for. Really? So yeah, they're just you know they're older out of out of you know they're only like a hundred of them made for a specific disaster event or something like that you know they they do them for things like that too i know that we being in central florida we see the disney stuff all the time and knowing some disney people they'll they'll be annual pass holders and they'll literally make the trip to the park just to get the special release disney annual pass holder stickers that are available for like six hours and that's wild to me because i'm like why they're like oh it's another magnet i was like what the fuck do you have so much magnetic shit to stick it on for yeah, as we have magnets that we are trying to pedal. Yeah, but I mean that's we should, that's a cool we should probably thing. Get that, yeah, we should we should probably get on get that Disney thing figured out. So we have people coming to us for six hours for a limited edition release. You know, it's funny just to to bring it more to like the podcast thing. One of the local radio shows in Orlando, the News Junkie, he has magnets, and and obviously because he's on the radio, he has a very large following. Um, but he plays a thing called Game of Magnets where. And it started out as a joke, and it spiraled into something fucking terrible, and I don't participate, never did, but um, the magnets were numbered. And if you had a magnet, and you put it on your car, somebody was that, that was in the know could steal said magnet, but they had to leave it in play on their car for somebody else to steal. As you can imagine, this went horribly wrong a time or two. Um... So it's, but you know, like I, I, I thought about trying to number these magnets that we got, um, just, you know, to try to, to give some limited additionness to them. I don't know if we're there yet. I actually have a few of the news junkie, like the original, like I've got one of the first 500 magnets that he released. Well, but he does like, he does like themes. Like there's, you know, every couple months he'll do a new theme for the magnet and put out a new magnet. Like there are people that have refrigerators full of them. I mean, that's pretty cool if you have the following to do it, but if you, yeah. if you don't, then don't because we'll just end up with boxes and boxes of magnets and there will be 10 missing from each we're done. one we're done ordering magnets and stickers for now until all these are gone or close to gone i think that's a good call so because we got we ordered 100 stickers this last time and i haven't given out any of the 50 magnets that we got so right you also haven't sent out any of the fucking stickers that we have hey, in the last shut two your months. mouth but you shut your mouth you don't tell me about my business devil 
podcast partner. I think I told you that I reached out to an actual printing company and provided them the artwork for the Buttholes of Africa calendar. You did? You did? So I've got things underway for that. I told them the the last date that I would accept delivery, if they're going to uphold their end of the bargain, would be like the second week of December. So that in theory, they could be Christmas gifts and they could go out and people would have them for the beginning of 2021. Okay. The wife did ask me, you're getting 2021 calendars, not 2020 calendars, correct? And I was like, honey, I'm, I I know you don't think I'm that smart. That's a solid question. <laughs> like, I, I I didn't think to ask it, and but I having, you know, now that she asked it, it's, it's a good question. I guess. Worth I mean, checking. I would have assumed. Not, not for you. I'm sure there are calendar companies out there that are just itching to print some 2020 calendars for some unsuspecting person that doesn't know any better to ask. Right. I mean, the minimum order quantity, I think they told me, is 500, and I'm waiting oh, for them God. to get back to me on individual pricing. So <laughs> We're, we're going to have 495 calendars left over. Right. Those are. Uh, I got one. You got one. Mike got one. But I'll take one to work. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think Mike said he'd even buy two. Yeah, and in my thought process is depending on what the cost of them is, we may need to try and pre-sell some of them or whatever to yeah. to help offset the cost. And, and I'm sure that you know Josh and Chris and you know well, your I, friends I and family it, and, and people. I said it in in a text message, but I'll say it here for everybody to hear. I believe in you, and I believe in us. There so you go. We'll, we'll we'll make it happen. Yeah, I just you know if they're ten bucks each. Yeah. I'm not coming well, out of pocket ten, five thousand dollars for calendars. No, not at all. Fucking if yeah, if they're ten bucks each, you know our cost. That's stupid. Right. Listen, if they're ten bucks each, can I get ten of them? <laughs> there you go. But <laughs> I'll get ten. You get ten. See if they'll make us twenty. Perfect. And then we'll figure it out from there. But yeah, so there's more merch on the way in theory. Um, yeah. We've got some people that we can talk to about hats or shirts if anybody's interested in anything. Um, Keychains are easy enough to do. Koozies are easy mm-hmm. enough to do. Uh, if anybody's interested in any of that stuff, stickers. I know we have stickers, but if anyone wants something different, we can try and do one-off stuff if needed. Uh, my cousin does all that shit on the side, so yeah. But so. well, and with Destry moving back, he's got a cricket, so I can I can go to him to get you know one-off shit made, which right. I'm thinking about doing for myself. Oh, and then there might be the softball team. There, there might be the softball team, and he said that uh, that this, this the fall season's already already signed up and full and whatever so it'll be the first of the year before we can play that's okay you know we so. we both probably need four months to get in shape anyway to to play slow pitch softball speak for yourself sir i'm in shape i'm i'm just in the right shape for slow pitch softball you think you can make it to first base without dying i can i can sprinting yeah, yeah, yeah okay yeah, yeah yeah i can't so well, it's not it's not my it's not my physical uh, shape that's going to prevent me it's my the condition of my knees that's going to prevent me i might eat shit on the way there because uh, my knee gives out but that's a completely different story and completely unrelated although related to baseball so you're going to be that guy at the slow pitch softball game with like the 500 hundred dollar knee wraps <laughs> yeah a, pin, a pinch runner <laughs> bionic legs me. yeah but yeah. so i still no. think the name of the team should be the uh nothing in moderation left-handed dolphins I think that's a really long name, so we'll have to shorten it up somehow. Nah, so. but I don't know. I think it'd, be, right. it'd be a good time. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see. We got we got a few months before that, so I'm down to see though. So the uh, so I I am either Florida man or I am Uncle of the Year. It might be both. Um, my brother and three of my four nieces have been at the house all week because I'm on vacation. Um. And I, you know, we, we play Red Dead, we play Grand Theft Auto, we play Madden, 
And that's pretty much the extent of the games that I own. You know, I've got little stupid stuff here or there, like that Fall Guys game, you know, which is perfect for kids, and that's what I should have let them play. Right, and by but we in that sentence, you mean yourself you and, and myself. Not yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean yeah, us. Um, so, but I'm, you know, I'm playing Grand Theft Auto, and all the kids are around it, and in a... With no volume to hear the words that are being spoken... It's not, you know, it's it's driving cars, you know, to a, to a child. It's not, you know, because I'm not running around, like, I'm not actively trying to kill people because, you know, the nieces are around or whatever. Well, my five-year-old niece is like, oh, I want to drive the car. So I'm like, all right, cool, I'll let you drive the car, no big deal. <laughs> well, I uh, I turned my back for a few seconds, and my niece has figured out how to steal the cars. Uh, she's also running around punching people uh, and, and taunting them as she's punching at them. Uh, like come back here, come back here, and like chasing people down and beating the hell out of them. And I just, I, I don't know if I'm the coolest uncle, the worst uncle, or a Florida man, or a combination of all three. All I know is that audio clip out of context could be phenomenal. But, oh, it's going to be. At least you're not giving the kid the VR goggles and putting in Resident Evil without telling him. <laughs> That's true, that would be fucked up. How old, how old are the nieces and nephews? Um, all nieces, no nephews. Uh, my brother does not know how to make boys, apparently. Um, youngest is five, uh, oldest is 15. And which one was playing the game? The five-year-old. Damn. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was, she was actually pretty good, too. She was, um, she was doing a solid job of, uh, driving. Like, she wasn't, like, when she was driving, like, she was, she was doing a pretty good job of maneuvering through traffic and not hitting shit. I was surprised. They must, they must lose that ability when they become adults. I think so. It's usually the way it happens, so... Oh god! Well, you know, whatever. I I love them so. I just keep the volume turned down so they don't hear the f bombs and and all that other good stuff. Right or so. Yeah, lots but of she's that. very aware that she is beating the shit out of people. So there's that too. I mean, the blood's a good indicator. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a that's a dead giveaway. You know, you have company at the house, and people who aren't local to us don't know what just came through town near you. Uh, you guys had an F2 tornado touchdown or, or make a, a blazing path through your uh, area a couple streets away? Yeah, it touched down um, two streets two streets away and like two streets behind us. So if you go two streets to the east and then two streets to the no- north? No. Four blocks. Yeah, basically. Um, two streets diagonally behind me is where it first touched down and blazed a path through the city that we live in, like through the downtown, flipped a car over at the local Waffle House, uh, to which my initial reaction to that was, I didn't know people that went to Waffle House had cars. Um, so, you know. And if they do, uh, they lose them after leaving for a DUI stop. Yeah, pretty much. So, um. That's not a bash on Waffle House. We, I like Waffle House. I like my, my maxed out whatever smothered covered sliced None. diced yeah. egged hash browns but yeah i also understand I, uh, that when i'm there at three in the morning it's because the series of decisions that evening have led me to be inebriated i will i will tell you i've never been to i've never been to waffle house after dark and been sober so there's that yeah <laughs> you know i hear you i've been th- i've been there during the day when the sun is out and i was sober but if, as soon as the sun goes down, if I'm at Waffle House, I've been drinking. I know the. <laughs> I think I saw the photos. the The one off the big rig, too. Uh-huh. It's a. Yep. It's like a 24 hour greasy spoon diner, kind of the same thing, yep. but with a lot broader menu. Mm-hmm. They ended up taking damage too, and I saw there was like a semi truck flipped over in the street. Well, in front that of the was. Business and, there was like right across the street from Big Rig is about where it touched down, I guess, okay. and then kind of blazed its path through. Like one of the. 
I, I was, so I went out, we lost power. We were out of power for almost probably like 30, 30 hours roughly. Um, and I have a generator cause you know, I live in Florida and I'm prepared. <laughs> I'll cut that out. <laughs> um, the, uh, but I, so I went out to get fuel for the generator cause I only had like four or five gallons left, you know, from mowing the, you know, from the lawnmower and shit. And I couldn't get back to my fucking house because, you know, they're, they're trying to do debris cleanup and they're trying to get power figured out. And, you know, everybody's trying to get home from work because this shit happened at like four in the afternoon. Um, you know, so it took me almost 45 minutes to get out of my neighborhood. Uh, and then it took me almost an hour to get back. That's wild considering leaving your house and, and going in one direction on the street you live in. There's a gas station at the next major intersection. Yeah. And well, and I, I didn't go that way because I didn't. I needed to get fans from Walmart or Lowe's because we didn't have any fans. Got it. Um, and I wasn't at the time wasn't convinced my generator would run, run an AC and my fridge, and my fridge was obviously more important. Um, I can sweat a little bit. I don't want to lose a couple hundred dollars worth of food. Um, this guy yeah. over here, hundreds of dollars worth of food. Yeah. Well, listen, you know the the dogs got to eat and they got to eat well. So. So how did um, how did the family in town end up handling the whole incident? And by the way, it's really fortunate that when everything happened, it happened while it was still daylight out because yeah, it would be a lot scarier at night. I would think when you can't see anything. So they did. Okay. They're, you know, they, they've all, they live in Florida. They just, they live in the panhandle. Um, but I, we weren't home. Jen and I had, you know, we went out to run a couple of errands. Um, we were at TJ Maxx trying to leave and the, like the rain coming down was just ridiculous. Um, but like, it, you know, it wasn't, they did okay, and I guess they didn't. You didn't hear anything crazy, like you know. I'm, I've heard tornadoes before because um, I was involved in the um, back in the late '90s, early 2000s when the four or five touched down in Orlando in that one night. Um, you know, I did a lot of the disaster relief stuff for that with the Red Cross, and like it was, you know, like you can distinctly hear tornadoes, and they said they didn't hear anything like it. Um, they did, you know, they did all right. It, it was just, it was, it was weird being crowded into the house with fucking six people and three dogs trying to. <laughs> Trying to you know navigate with no AC, right? I mean, Shit sucks. People but, are yeah, good, everybody was good furnaces. Yeah, absolutely. So the uh, Jen actually just right before the power came back on, she took uh, Charlie, who's got way more hair than the other dogs, and uh, went to her parents' house to try to get him some AC. So you've been so now you've been in close contact with a tornado. We've obviously both been through hurricanes, being Floridians, and essentially anything less than a four is kind of just hey, let's have a party and drink or whatever it is because we're dumb. Yeah. Um, have you ever been through an earthquake? Nope, never. Even with the time you spent in Southern California, and yeah, stuff? there wasn't anything. I was hoping, but there wasn't. Uh, there wasn't anything at the time. I I got to experience two of them when I was in Alaska, and they're odd because it's almost like when you're watching a, a poorly shot movie and things are shaking, and you get frustrated that you can't stop the film from shaking. And okay, but that's real life. Like you're there, and yeah. you feel kind of drunk, wobbly, and things yeah. are shaking. Oh, wow. So it's it's really weird. I mean, I only went through like a three-point something. Like it, mm-hmm. it happened when I first got to Alaska. I was sleeping and got woken up by it, and I'm like, what the fuck's going on? And mm-hmm. then when I was leaving and I was at the airport, there were two more, one or two oh, more shit. that were similar. And it was like, well, that's fucking weird because it's not anything that you're used to if you haven't experienced it before. So it's a really odd and unique sensation. But with the wildfires going in California right now and then the tornado that happened there and, and obviously the active hurricane season, and it just got me wondering, you know, of all the different natural disasters that happen or that you think about, 
how many mm-hmm. have you been exposed to or have I been exposed to and stuff like that? Yeah, I haven't been exposed to any flooding. Um, at least nothing that is doing any damage to, you know, homes and stuff. Um, and no no earthquakes. I think I've been through pretty much everything else we got. Do tsunamis are... Because I don't really think tsunamis are too different from hurricanes. So I don't think that they would be in different... You know what I mean? Like, but maybe. Well, I think you're, you're thinking of like a cyclone because a tsunami is a tidal wave. Oh, yeah, maybe a cyclone then. Whatever they get in, like, Japan. Right, so they get cyclones, and I think there's okay. another term. Um, fuck, I can't remember what it is. I should know. My sister will, correct. My sister will let me know because they're in Japan. Yeah. But typhoons is another one. Typhoons, that's the word I was thinking. I was thinking of typhoons. I think the typhoons is pretty much what they get in, in the, the east. Like in, in the Karate regions. Kid movie. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. You've got to chop that log to save that guy's life. What? Now, you probably haven't watched the original Karate Kid movies with I remember Mr. Miyagi. seeing them, but I was definitely younger, so I probably wasn't paying like a lot of attention. And it's not like it's not something I've gone back to watch in my adult life where I would have a memory of it. So and, I know I've seen them. In one of the sequels, it was the second one or the third one, they go back to Japan and there ends up being a huge storm and there's some sort of conflict that's been long running, like a grudge and a, a giant log or tree or, or structural beam falls on somebody and Mr. Miyagi ends up breaking it with, you know, karate chopping it and saving the like guy's actual, life. Even. Like, like a log log? Yeah, it's wood. I mean, Like I, as big, as heavy, it's wood? Yes. It runs over your neighbor's dog, rolls down okay. the stairs, loner in pairs. All right. All right. It's ridiculous. Uh, yeah, there's that. All right. Well, cool. Well, uh, so I've got, uh, I've got some fucking beef with Taco Bell. Um, cause, uh, and we can get into the vegan update while we're talking about this because this pertains to it. Uh, those sons of bitches took potatoes, all the potatoes off their menu. What? Which is what I used to replace the beef I mean, on my tacos. Did they, did they explain why or did they just say, fuck y'all, no more potatoes, the Irish I bastards? Think it, I think it was, uh, I think it was a fuck y'all, no more potatoes, but let me. Did you, I think I shared the article with you. There was the guy that woke up from a coma and his first words were, I want Taco Bell. Well, I think you did, which I don't understand why somebody would wake up and immediately want diarrhea. I think that was actually what I said about it, too. I mean, that was my exact initial thought as well. Yeah. I, maybe that was what you said. I feel like we've had this. I'm getting deja vu about this conversation as we're having it. Could you imagine if he was of the same mindset you were to where he woke up, said, I want Taco Bell, and then there's no potatoes, and that's all he really gave a shit about? He'd be yeah, like, fuck like it, put me back out. <laughs> Yeah, they uh, they got rid of the quesarito too, I believe. Um, like they got rid of the potatoes for. Actually, hang on. They used to do like cheesy potato bowls, didn't they? Like way back when. They still well until until like a week ago when they finally got rid of them. I wonder if there's a potato um, shortage. They're getting rid of the grilled steak soft taco, the seven layer burrito, the nacho supreme, which I think is weird. The beefy burrito, Fritos burrito, the spicy tostada, triple layer nachos, the spicy potato soft taco, which was my jam, the cheesy fiesta potatoes, which is what you're talking about. That was my sister, one of my sister's favorite things in college. They're getting rid of the fucking quesarito, but you can get it on the web or app, which is weird. But Why how do you, you get feel? rid of a seven layer burrito when that's kind of like been a signature item forever? You know, I don't, I don't know. And you're still going to have all the ingredients for it, so it should exist on the hidden menu. I know my my uh, my my stand-up comedian buddy uh, Adam Murray. He did a video for for his YouTube, and he put a clip of it on TikTok, um, where he went to Taco Bell, 
and got them to make him a quesarito. Um, but he, he paid them like $20 each as a tip because it's, you know, you can't just pull up to the drive-thru and order a quesarito, but they still have everything they need to make it. Right. Um, so, and he called, but he caught a lot of flack on it because, um, he's on unemployment in some form or fashion and people are like, Oh, you don't, you're on unemployment. I don't understand why you're wasting this money to, to get a, a Taco Bell item. And he's like, well, I mean, he's like, content is my, my job. It's what I do. He's like, I don't, he ended <laughs> up like tipping I, a total of like 80 bucks, didn't he? Yeah, it was. Yeah. I think it was like 80 bucks. I saw it so. pop up. And so I'm yeah. seeing Adam Murray stuff pop up because we're both logged into the same, uh, pod, oh, podcast right. Gmail account. Okay. So yeah. I, I see the YouTube stuff. And I keep seeing the name, and all I can think is, is that the same Adam from, like, OF and Fuel Slot? Yes. Really? Yes, that's him. Okay. His brother, Curtis, his brother, Curtis, username was Worn Out Shoes or something like that. His brother drove, Adam had a, I think it was a black Trans Am. Didn't all those guys um, have Trans Ams? Probably, yeah. Everybody had much. an F-Body? I know Curtis had one of the Hugger Orange Z28s, or, yeah, it was a Z28. Okay. So we know people uh, yeah, by that their is, cars, but, not their names. Absolutely, yeah. But that, yeah, that is Adam from uh, from uh, from Fuel Slut and NOF. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't actually know him from there. I know his brother from working with him at Mears. So because I didn't really. Okay, so the that's Fuel the Slut Curtis thing. you worked with at Mears. That's yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay, that's, so that's so now I'm seeing the chain of events. For some reason, wasn't there a Curtis that had a Corvette or something as well? But that's a different Curtis. One. Uh, the only two Curtises I know are Curtis with the Cobra that has never run. Uh, and then Adam's brother, Curtis. Was there, and forgive me, was there like black Curtis and white Curtis that's, and that's how they referred to at one point? I don't know about that. I know who, I've heard him referred to as black Curtis and that is, that is Curtis with the, the Cobra, the white, the white SN95. Okay. So, all right, well, there's about two of our listeners that understood what the fuck <laughs> just took place there for about a minute and a half. Cars, 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 person, cars, cars, yeah, comedian, person, cars. Yeah. Taco Bell. Uh, Yep. Uh, but yeah, so I, but I thought it was cool that he, uh, you know, he, he got him to do like the, I don't know. I think content like that is cool where like you, in that same vein, we got Chipotle, um, last night for dinner for everybody here at the house. Obviously no power. I can't cook. Um, and likely excuse one of the, one of the, the common things that I see people get is at Chipotle is a quesadilla and it never dawned on me. That the quesadilla is not actually on Chipotle's menu. It's one of those secret hidden menu deals. So you can't actually order a quesadilla through their app. You have to order it in store because it's like they, you know, they have the stuff to make it. So they just do it. Right. They have tortillas, cheese, But it's not like an official menu item. Yeah. It's not an official menu item. I never would have thought of that. Yeah. Me neither. So have you had um, any, like any, any special menu items at restaurants that like, is that, because like I know I I've done a couple of the special in and out in and out deals when I was in California. Um, Have you? Well, I'll tell you two stories on that. I when the cheesy gordita crunch came to Taco Bell, which we've talked about, that's my item that I get. Mm-hmm. It disappeared for a while, and I would still order it, and some places would still make it. Yeah. So I was always on board with that, and happy as a pig and shit, and a fat kid with food. Mm-hmm. When I ran a restaurant and bar when I was in Alaska. The place used to be an Italian restaurant and then it went under and, you know, I went up there to go and try and do something with it and it ended up not being an Italian restaurant, but I had a customer come in and sit down at the table and, you know, we greeted them, stuff like that. And she didn't even look at the menu. She looked at me and told me, I'm going to have chicken penne pasta with this sauce and this is what I'm going to pay for it. 
And I was what? like, well, you know, that's not on the menu. And she's like, well, I don't give a shit. That's what I want. And that's what I'm going to pay you for it. And that's what you're going to make for me. All right. So we didn't have a secret menu, but she apparently thought we did but have she, a secret menu. She created one? Yes. <laughs> and it's a- it's not your way right away. That Whatever fancy company used to yeah. have that saying. Uh, which is funny because at the German restaurant we go to, they have a sign that says, this isn't McDonald's. It's not your way right away. It's our way or get the fuck out, essentially. I think that's Burger King saying. Was it Burger King? Yeah, yeah. It's one of the Burger conglomerates. You know what? Fuck Burger King for having that saying because they don't ever they don't ever stand up to it. They've never gotten my fucking order right ever, ever. Fuck Burger King. Does this have pickles on it? Oh god! Did man, I order fuck, pickles? Man, listen, I would. If I were an arsonist, <laughs> I would target every Burger King in my area. <sighs> you know what's funny? I just real quick on the Burger King thing. I I I kind of over the last couple of days, I've gotten back onto Facebook a little bit. Purely because the one thing I don't get from Twitter and Instagram is that local, like there's no local Deland groups on Twitter and Instagram. And with everything going on, I want to keep up with what's going on around, you know, around the local area. And I noticed that the Burger King on the north side of town that is absolutely the biggest fucking shithole in the world, the manager was on there like begging people to come in. Like we're hiring on the spot. We're so shorthanded, blah, 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 blah. And like her... Most of the post was in all caps. It was spelled horribly. The grammar was atrocious. And I was just like, this is, this is, if this is their leadership, this is why that Burger King is terrible and it's not going to get any better. Yeah. You know, I, I feel bad because, you know, Louie and I, that was our hangout spot in high school. We'd, we'd get off of Mm -hmm. school. We'd go and hang out at the Burger King and bullshit when they had jalapeno poppers and mozzarella sticks. And we Mm -hmm. knew everyone there and, you know, friends and shit like that worked there. So we just bullshit. One of the, ladies that was an assistant manager at the Burger King stopped working all of a sudden. And we happened to run into her out and about in town because Deltona is a little town. And we're asking her, Hey, you know, where you been this and that? And she's like, Oh, I took a job at the Chick-fil-A. They just built in Orange city. She's like, I make more as a team member than Mm -hmm. I did as an assistant manager of Burger King. And it comes back to that whole, you're kind of going to draw the talent that's willing to take the job. You know? So if if you're going to pay someone, minimum wage to to cook the food and somebody nine dollars an hour to be the manager yeah you're gonna get a nine dollar an hour manager and and i think that's kind of like what you're running into there mm-hmm. and oh i'm sure so i mean you yeah. gotta i know maddie cake's dad used to work for mcdonald's way mm-hmm. back in the day and he had said if you can put up with and i think you know this if you can put up with the entry-level bullshit and you can get into the management program and go to whatever mm-hmm. it is hamburger university yep it's, you. it's actually a good business or management program to get into, and you actually start making money, and pending, you can be successful. Pending the, the level of business, the store you, you are, if you are a store manager, like completely in charge of the whole store, not assistance or anything like that, if you are a salaried store manager, even at some of the smaller, less busy stores, you're going to make 50-ish thousand but there are a few stores, like the big one on iDrive, uh, like it's the biggest play place in the world. Uh, the company that I worked for in high school owns that one, and that store manager makes six figures. You know, and they're not just handing that over to the first guy that, you know, hops out of Hamburger U, but they pay to send you to Hamburger U. You know what I mean? Like, that's you right. know, there's, there's a lot of things that they're paying for in that process, too. Well, then there's so, a difference um, between franchise and corporate stores. Yep. But then, yeah, yeah. You're, you're typically going to make more money as a crew member at a corporate store, less at a franchiser. But when you get into management, it flip flops. You're going to make less at a corporate store, more at a franchiser. So. That makes sense. Yeah. But. Well, to round out the topic of food, um, yeah. the, since we're on the vegan update, uh, 
dad's birthday is this weekend. So we're trying to have fi- a birthday, dad. Yep. We're trying to figure out what to do with him. Typically, um, our thing is you take who put him in a home. No, oh, sorry. not yet. Not yet. <laughs> but, uh, typically our don't, thing, don't tell him I said that he'll kick my ass. He'll just call you all balls. That's true. But, uh, but no, so we were trying to figure out what to do. Mom said, you guys want to go out to a restaurant? Do you want to come here and we'll cook dinner? <laughs> and I obviously grew up eating mom's cooking. So I always thought mom's cooking was good. Absolutely. I, I got with my now wife and she is a great cook. So I realized how much better cooking can be. Hmm. So we told mom and dad, hey, we'll come over and we'll bring steaks and we'll make the steaks. You guys can worry about sides. That way we can still be diet compliant with what we're doing and stuff like that. So Ashley bought um, a four pound pack of prime ribeyes from Costco. And I know buying it from a bulk store sounds like a bad idea, but every time we get them from there, they're really good. And we're going to go over there. We're going to sous vide the, the steaks and then, you know, sear them in a cast iron, which is completely different than the way my mom and dad would ever do it. And then yeah, the, they the, just slap them on the grill with some Montreal steak seasoning. Right. And then, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like the way we do steaks now is a lot better. Plus we're buying a better piece of meat and, and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to do sweet potatoes and salad as the two sides. So I'll be able to report back next week as to how mom and dad reacted to our cooking of the steaks versus what they're used to. Yeah. And my dad, I love him so much, but he's, <laughs> he does this thing, no matter how nice something is, it's, it has to be an 11 out of 10 for him to say it was good. Yeah. You know, he might say, yeah, it was good, but mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Or I'll ask him while he's shoveling food in his face. Cause he eats mm-hmm. quick. I mean, he grew up yeah. in a family of 10. That's, that's what you do. You eat to make sure you get yeah. some, you'll ask him how it is and he'll just do if other people can't see me, he'll do this thing where, you know, you wave your hand back and forth like, eh, it's so-so. Yeah, so. yeah. And it's like, if it's that bad, why are you shoveling it? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because so, cause you don't know if it's the last one or not. So we'll see no. We'll see how they like it. It's obviously going to be different for them than what they're used okay. to. And a lot of times getting away from what you're used to isn't as comfortable, even if it tastes better or is better. Mm-hmm. But we'll... We'll see how it goes. Okay. I'm excited. Right. I'm, I'm always excited to take them new places and get them to try new things. We, I think yeah. I told you we took them out to brunch at one point and had to tell dad, don't worry about rushing through the meal. Brunch is a social yeah. thing. The food is secondary. And dad yeah. ate up everything. And he's like, man, that was really good. And I was like, yay, we brought you somewhere that you said was <laughs> <Yay>. good. <laughs> yeah. Imagine, imagine that being the bar. Just being Ooh. good. Yeah. <laughs> it's like straight A's aren't good enough. You should have yeah. A pluses. Oof, man, I'm glad my mom never told me that. God. It's that, in that the, uh, like the Japanese stereotype so, that yeah. they put in TV yeah. shows and stuff. Yeah, that, and the, if they're, they're not going to be a doctor, they're disowned type of shit. So um, when we were in China, I, I don't know if I told the story on the show. When we were in China, we, we were hitting different things on the tours and there was a, a three families that were on the tours with us and the parents were from India and had immigrated to the United States. And we're on the vacation from the United States. Well, they also had their kids with them and stuff. And we stopped at like a maglev train and you had to pay extra to ride the maglev train, but it does like 300 miles an hour or whatever it is. So it's this really neat engineering feat. Mm-hmm. And one of the, one of the families, the dad in the family said, oh, you know, I'm just going to stay on the bus. I'm not going to worry about going on the train. We rode a maglev train on the way here. And the tour guide's like, well, that one only did 200. This one does 300. And he's like, no, I don't care. And the, the tour guide goes, 
well, aren't you like an engineer or something? And, and the man from India said, no, I'm, I'm not an engineer. And she goes, well, I thought all you people were engineers or doctors. Aren't you supposed to be smart? <laughs> I was like, oh Jesus. no. <laughs> you know, it's weird though. And, and, and I guess it's because it's just because of how culturally different we are. In China, that's what they think all Indian people are, and I, I legitimately assumed at one point in my life that all Indian people were tech support and IT. Like that's just what they did, because that's where that's in where America, you encountered like, them. That we absolutely that's that's the only place I really encountered them. You know, was in those type of roles, customer service, IT. Like if I'm calling a, a you know for a complaint or whatever, I'm typically getting somebody in India, and I guess it's because that's where we outsource a lot of our jobs to here. You know that that I I see that, but I, I I think it's weird that that's the way they look at them in China, versus how we would typically think of them here. Right, and you know this comes back to that conversation that I've had with the wife several times. Your your beliefs about the world or the people in the world are going to be based on your individual experiences, and two mm-hmm. people will have different individual experiences, so they'll have different opinions. You know, so it's just like you had said that, you know, I, I would have gotten the same thing as far as when you call tech support, it, it's outsourced or it was becoming outsourced as we were of the age to start calling tech support. But I can remember looking to get a computer built as like my graduation gift from high school. And every computer store I went to was either, you know, Indian or Pakistani owned and operated. So it was like, Oh, well that's what these guys do when they come here. And, and yeah. being older and having experienced more of the world, I know that's a very closed minded thought process. Absolutely, yeah. And now, and not that I've I've traveled the world, but I as I've gotten older and I've researched more, learned more, been exposed to more, I I get too that that's not you know the case. Um, but I, I just I always think that's you know it's it's cool to see what uh, you know what different parts of the world think about other parts of the world other than they all think the U.S. is dumb. Yeah, I mean, when we were in Europe, people knew we were American because we're chubby and we're white. Yeah, and we yeah, look and like tourists. Well, we didn't do any of that, but no. I think I told you that when we were in Scotland, some woman from a small island nation on in the Mediterranean south of France started screaming at us for being American. Why? Because Trump was our president, and obviously we voted for him, so we like him. And I was like, just because he won doesn't mean those other things are true. It's true. <laughs> I mean, true. they may be true, but yeah, it's, it, I mean, yelling at me because you don't like some other guy that isn't me is kind of a douchey move. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. I ended up on British TikTok, so did you? I, I see, I, yeah, I see a lot of that. So I, I'm I'm veering towards Canada TikTok too. I don't know how I'm. It, I, I know how I'm getting there, but that's it's so polite. There. It is very polite. Actually, one of the funny videos that's coming out of Canada TikTok is uh, it's Canadian people like looking out the window of their home, and one of the features on TikTok you can duet a video where, like, if you put out a video doing something, I can it'll split screen it. And then I can react to it or sing along or, or whatever. Okay, so but you one can of the do things both they, parts. Yeah, you okay. could. Um, but like, so it'll be like if I'm so if I'm the Canadian, I'm looking out my window and I say, "Hey, America, blink twice if you need help." And then somebody will pop up into the duetted frame and they'll just blink their eyes twice. <laughs> that's <laughs> like funny. That's, yeah, so that's 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 one of the ones that I got caught up in. That's funny as shit. When when so. we visited Canada, it was funny that they they apologized to us for burning down the White House. Wait, what? Yeah, so I'm pretty sure that was the case. It happened quite a while ago, and the White House had gotten burned down, and it was Canadians. Or at least that's the way I understood it from what they said to us, but they're still apologizing to us 100-plus years later. 
I actually had a terrible experience in Canada. People are usually baffled by my uh, horrible experience that I had in Canada. So, Were you in French Canada? No, I was in Niagara Falls, Canada, which I guess is like... It would be like going to Disney and your opinion of, of Disney being your opinion of all of the U.S., I guess, is the way I understood it. It's like that touristy area. It's not Canada, quote-unquote. So... I mostly forgave them at this point in my life. I'd like to go back and visit some other non-touristy places. Yeah, I mean... Give them a second try. But for a long time, I hated Canada. I would vocally (laughs) talk about how much I hated Canada. Well, I mean, them and their floppy heads. Yeah. (laughs) Ha-ha, Terrence. Buddy. You're not my friend, pal. So let's see. I've got... I've got two other things on here. I've got one of my favorite calls as a cop. All right. And I've got the Havanese story. No, let's go with the Havanese story. I wanna we we've been we've been teasing that one for a couple of weeks. So Brie is our Havanese, um, named after the delicious French cheese. She is not delicious nor is she cheese. Um Penny disagrees. Right. She uh so Brie's about thirteen ish years old. She ended up having she's had a liver shunt her whole life, so she's had medical issues. Um she ended up having a more serious issue that got her on prednisone kind of permanently. And being on prednisone, which is a steroid, she became frantic. Like she was ravenously wanting to eat and she'd always get under your feet. And she was about, about fucking taking us out. Anytime you'd move, she'd be under your feet. Well, now that she's gotten even older, she's starting to get senile. She can't see where she's going or what she's doing. She walks into everything and we can't get her to not piss and shit in the house. Like we can take her out and 20 minutes later, she's, she's using the, the pee pee in the poopy room. But, uh, the dog walker was over here the other day and she started, she started telling me, Hey, I think something's wrong with Bree. We might need to take her to your dad, which is the wife's dad. She's a veterinarian. You know, we think something's going on with her bee hole. And, uh, anyway, so after she left Ashley and I picked up Bree to check Bree's bee hole for her and, uh, I'm holding her like a running back holds her under one arm. So Ashley <laughs> can, can see the bee hole nice and clear. And I'm holding the little <laughs> rat tail up. And Ashley goes, oh my God, that big dark spot on Bree's ass is a big pad of shit that is all fucking woven in her hair. So we're standing there and Ashley's trying to fucking comb the shit out of Bree mm-hmm. and she's getting handfuls into a paper towel. <laughs> yeah, just dude, it, it, it took three runs to get it all out, which wasn't the end of the world. You know, you had the safety spotting paper towel, mm-hmm. but Ashley drops some and does it land on the, does it land on the floor? No, absolutely not. No, lands on my foot. Perfect. She gets brie shit all over my shirt. Mm-hmm. So I'm just standing there, covered in the dog I don't really even like shit. <clears throat> and that dog is angry as hell. Yeah. Just yeah. So the, that was uh, my delightful brie shits everywhere story without even actually having to shit everywhere. Ashley just started so, fucking flinging it around. So I've we, we have similar, because Charlie is uh, 16, um, and he... As he's gotten older, he loses his balance. So when he squats to poop, sometimes his legs will give out and he will fall back into his shit. Now, Charlie's the one that the fans may hear barking in the background sometimes. He sounds like he's powering yeah. up and then he goes... Yep, yep, that's him. So you you may hear him shortly. Jen took him over to her parents' house to get some AC, but uh, she's on her way home. So, um, but, but, so we had a similar instance where it was... And we didn't even bother trying to comb the shit out or anything... We just gave the fuck up and put him right straight into the bathtub. It was such a mess. Like, Jen had shit all over her shirt. 
I'm over here trying to clean up shit that, you know, it, it was, God, having old dogs is the greatest and worst thing ever. Yeah, we almost <laughs> put oh. Bree in the tub, and I told Ashley he's just going to fucking throw her in the lake and let it claim another one. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's terrible. But I mean, terrible, I, sir. I guess people with kids understand they get covered in shit and vomit and stuff all the time, and it's just like, ah, hey, it's cool. Yeah, I guess. I'd it's rather get cool. covered in dog shit. Yeah. Not like my jam. Shit. Yeah, no, fuck. Now it's time for another walk down memory lane with Mike himself and Travis D. I learned a thing today. Grown goats are interested in whiskey if it's in your hand, but they have no interest in tasting it. Young goats, on the other hand, they like to party. This explains some of the habits of terrorists. If I were an American gladiator, I would have wanted my name to be Barricade. It's amazing how much differently people treat you when you have a newborn in your arms, especially at strip clubs. You, uh, are you ready for Trash or Treasure, buddy? Sure. Hell yeah. I actually uh, forgot it was my week, so I had to do a quick... Uh, quick little bit of research so um trash 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 treasure 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 the uh so this week uh we have a gentleman who is um mostly you're gonna you're gonna know mostly from his acting uh he's not uh he he does have some some musical things out there um but but when you hear this person you you immediately think of a few key shows um the first he was born today, actually, in 1963, I believe. Happy birthday to this gentleman. This person. Uh, he was first recognized for a role he played on General Hospital, uh, which is a very long-running um, soap opera that I actually grew up watching because it was my grandmother's absolute fucking favorite soap opera. Um, and I didn't even realize he was on this one. Um he has done some Broadway stuff. He actually was the lead in Bye Bye Birdie for the last couple of years uh, when they remade it on Broadway. Um, he, in his musical, or actually, I'm sorry, still in the acting, he's um, he's made cameos in shows like Glee, uh, Entourage, Friends. Um, he also had a cameo in Howard Stern's movie Private Parts. Was, was uh, he the guy in some, Goonies? No. Um, and he also had a cameo in Hanging with Mr. Cooper a couple times, which was one of my favorite shows. I remember that show. Mr. Cooper was yeah. a, a basketball player, wasn't he? Correct. Yeah. I don't remember. It was um, Gary Payton, I want to say. No, no, no oh, not Gary Payton. He wasn't That's actually a, a basketball player, was he? I thought he no, just played I a basketball which player which one he was. He was modeled after one. Damn it. I don't remember which one he was. He was, he was modeled after one. I don't remember which one. So we'll, we'll come back to that. Okay. Um, on the musical side, he did release an album, an independent album in the 80s called Shades of Blue. Um, but he's also appeared and performed with the Beach Boys, um, and he uh, uh, some of the bigger shows you may know him from. He had a, a lead role in ER, um, which was a long running show on ABC about obviously an ER. Is this the guy that played the worst Batman ever? No, it is not. Okay, God, why would I do him? I don't know because he hasn't done a movie since he sold his tequila company for a billion dollars. I mean, why would you, honestly? Um, the This person has also um, been on Full House. And I'm going to leave it there 
because I don't really, there's not a lot else that he's done that is going to stand out uh, other than he got arrested for a DUI in 2015. Uh, and he, for an April Fool's Day joke at the last, uh, I think it was last year, he had an absolute fucking meltdown in the Netflix office. Really? Yeah. Was this Mr. Bob Saget? No. What the fuck? I, you don't remember the you don't remember the meltdown in the Netflix office? No, I honestly don't pay attention oh. to any of that that starstruck oh, okay. stuff. It was just it was it was. I mean, there's only three lead male actors from from Full House. It's the Bob Saget, mm-hmm. the John Stamos, and the Dave Coulier. It's the John Stamos. I wish it was the Dave Coulier because Dave Coulier yeah. used to have his own show and everything. Dave Coulier, um, he's done some interviews with some other podcasts that I listen to, and he is he's like the exact opposite of Bob Saget. Like he is one hundred percent clean in his stand up act. Like he doesn't he doesn't curse. He doesn't do any of that shit. Um, whereas Bob Saget is very very dirty. Yes. Um, but uh, no, this was uh, John Stamos is who we were after this week. Um, I when I picked him, actually, that's Charlie barking in the background. Of course, he stopped. What an asshole. Mm-hmm. Um, he, uh, I, I searched him because I figured the Netflix thing was like, I didn't realize it was a joke until today. Uh, apparently it was part of an April fool's joke and, a um, a rollout for a documentary about his life that Netflix was working on. Um, so I figured there was more shit if that was him, but there wasn't it besides the DUI. Uh, so I don't really have any, any reason to call him, uh, trash necessarily. Aside um, from being an Elvis impersonator. Yeah, he's he's a pretty big Elvis fan and and impersonates him any chance he gets. But um, so wait a minute, I mean, the freakout in the Netflix office was that actually a freakout or was that a staged freakout? It was a staged freakout. So it's not like when who was it? Russell Crowe smacked some some guy with a fucking telephone at the bellhop off table. No, yeah, no, no, it wasn't like that. I got that person I right, didn't I? Isn't he the one who did that? I don't know. I don't even know what you're talking about. Oh, I'll see if I can find it for you. I, I could have sworn it was him that that got all shitty with with uh, someone behind the counter at a, a fucking hotel and then grabbed the phone and whacked him in the head with it. Like an actual, you know. It seems like some shit he'd do. Fighting around so the world. So there's that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it seems like some shit he'd do. It doesn't seem far off. Oh, damn it. One of the things I missed that I had written down, uh, he did a skit with Fallon in 2013 where he appeared as the band Jesse and the Rippers. Okay. And like, and Fallon sold it as a, like, this is a new and up and coming band. They've got a hit single in Japan, which was the whole shtick for Full House for his band, was that they hadn't made it big in the US, but they had like a hit single in Japan. Oh. I mean, so. if he's been on, on Fallon's show, he's a piece of shit. <laughs> God damn. I do hate Jimmy Fallon personally. He is my least favorite night show host. He's, he's also probably why I. Besides the fact that I legitimately believe Mad TV is leaps and bounds funnier than Saturday Night Live was, even in its short run, um, and and we could debate all day with some of the older generations of Saturday Night Live being funnier potentially, um, and I would hear those arguments and poo-poo on them, um, but Fallon is the reason I hate pretty much all new Saturday Night Live. I, I can't. I He's terrible. Just, yeah, I fucking, I, I can't do it. I mean, Kate McKinnon uh, is definitely someone I get, take my hat off for. I don't know if you know who she is because she probably I doesn't. Ashley likes her, and she's really, really fucking funny. Like she gets everyone else to hmm. break character and stuff like that. Okay, but the uh, the only skit I've seen on Saturday Night Live in the last couple of years um, that I absolutely laugh at every time is they do a. Um, it's like when. Oh, actually, it is Kate McKinnon that, that, 
It is the it's the one where she does the uh, abducted by alien skit. That's the one that comes to mind when I talk oh about how funny she God. is. God, all of those make me fucking laugh hysterically. Like that's that's actually what renewed you know my. I just had to Google who she was to make sure I had the right person. But yeah, yeah, it's it's that it's the skit where she's abducted by aliens that makes me laugh hysterically every time. And she has a completely different experience than the other two people. <laughs> yeah, they have like, like a I magical know. experience, and she has yeah. a very sexual battery molestation yep. experience. And then the the heavy set girl that is the FBI always like you, when they pan back to her a lot of times she's laughing hysterically. So yeah, those are funny. If you get a chance to check those out, those are fucking hysterical. I guess she also does uh, Bieber. So yeah, she does a fair number of very funny characters. I think she even does. Uh, uh, Attorney General Sessions, like oh, like when they do wow. all the political stuff. Yeah, that's awesome. I didn't, know, I haven't seen a lot. Of, like I said, I don't watch a lot of Saturday Night Live, so I miss shit like that. Yeah, I I like watching the Weekend Update, but yeah, because typically those are the people on the Weekend Update don't really do anything else. They're just writers, and they tend to have a pretty funny skit. Yeah, usually. Well, I thought didn't they do um Michael Michael Shea or whatever. Mm-hmm. What the fuck is it? That's the him and Colin Jost. Okay, I didn't. I thought they were they. They're not. They don't do other skits on the show. I'm not saying they don't. I'm just saying oh, okay. they're typically not the ones on stage in other skits, unless the skit has okay. a lot of people. Because okay. it's my understanding that the way it works is everybody who's a talent on the show is responsible for writing a skit every week, and they can mm. kind of call out who's going to be in it. Okay, all right, that makes more sense. But I know that Stephen Colbert used to. uh he had different guests on and were the whole skit that he would have on his own talk show was that he was having somebody famous on and he would act like he had no idea who they were. Like there's yeah. one that circulated for a while where he had Eminem on the show and <laughs> Eminem's like, are you being serious? You don't know who I am. <laughs> and I used, I, the first time I watched it, I'm like, I don't know if it's funnier to think that Colbert is pulling one over on Eminem or if it's funnier mm. than Eminem selling it so well. Yeah. But it just, that's what came to my mind when you talked about Jesse and the Rippers on Fallon, Mm -hmm. just without Fallon. Yeah. Yeah. If you could replace Fallon with fucking anybody else, I'd watch that shit. I wouldn't have watched it with Fallon. So the, uh, well, fucking, all right, well, fucking terrible job this week, buddy. So is, uh, (laughs) is, is, uh, Uncle Jesse trash or treasure? Uh, I have, I mean, aside from a DUI, which is not ideal, you put other people at risk, Mm -hmm. but, uh. Yeah. Aside from that, I don't really have any reason to lump him into trash, so I guess he mm-hmm. wins the treasure this week right. by default. All right. Well, there you go. Hey, I mean, you know, wins, wins a win. You ain't first or last. Default. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. All right, buddy. Well, fucking, uh, you got anything else you want to touch on before we get the fuck out of here? No, just, uh... I've been standing for 54 minutes. I'm mad as hell right now. Yeah, I gotta keep bending my legs so my legs aren't asleep. Yeah, me too. I got my arms crossed. I'm like, my back arched like a fucking old man. But, uh, no, if anybody is looking for stickers or magnets or poor advice, feel free to reach out to us on any of the social media platforms. Uh, we do appreciate any interaction. Um, like, share, subscribe, all that jazz that everybody else yells at the beginning and end of everything they do. Um, Absolutely. If you do want a sticker or a magnet, we only ask that you... Tell us where you want us to send it so it gets to you. And then when you get it, wherever you decide to stick it, whether it's on a friend or a car or, you know, over a, a bar um, urinal wall or something of the sorts, just take a picture of it so we see where you decided to use it so that we can utilize it on social media. And we'll call it even. Indeed. That uh, that works for me. That's exactly what uh, what we want to do. Um, like I said, if you guys if you guys do want to check us out on social media, you can get us uh, anywhere. We are at nothing in mod pod. 
And you can send us an email, nothinginmoderationpod at gmail.com. If you don't got nothing else, I don't got nothing else. Uh, Let's get the fuck out of here. Spay and neuter your pets. Listen, Bob Barker, get the fuck out of here. The price is wrong, Bob. Actually, that's true. Do spay spay and neuter your pets. That's that's the best best option right there for that. But all right, guys, we're getting the fuck out of here. We love you. We'll catch you guys next week. Don't do anything crazy. Stop it. See ya. See ya. Hey, kids, you've reached the end of the podcast. That's it. There's nothing more here. Just dead air in this closing statement. We appreciate your diligence, though. Now go back about your day and come back for the next show. Or listen again. In fact, that sounds like a better plan. Grab another show. That's what I'm doing right now. Whoever listens the most wins. You don't really win anything, really. Just the memories of better times, which is winning in my book. All right, well, this is the actual end. Hand banana.